So a listener asks, how can I get my imagination working again as an adult? Well, what do you think? Have you ever felt like the demands of daily living have crowded out your ability to dream and imagine? When you see little kids whose imagination just takes them anywhere they want to go, but you may feel stuck in the reality of your own boring life. Is it possible to reignite your dreaming ability? Well, I'm going to share with you some of the listener responses from people who are listening to The Strangest Secret every day this month. We had 555 of you who signed up and committed to listening every day this month. A lot of interesting interactions going on there. Then I want to end with five suggestions for you to keep dreams alive, no matter what your age. So again, grab your cup of tea or maybe that Mountain Dew you've been wanting. Get ready for a power-packed episode filled with practical advice, inspiring stories, valuable resources to help you maximize your dreaming and keep moving forward those things you want to accomplish in life. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Hey, if you're a new listener, welcome in. We're going to be taking care of business here. Welcome to the 48 Days Podcast. I've been doing this quite a long time now. I moved from terrestrial radio in Nashville, Tennessee years ago to podcasting. We discovered this wonderful world of podcasting. So each week I continue to answer questions, which is what I was doing in the live show, but continue answering questions from you, the listeners. So you can shoot those in. Just go to 48days.com slash askdan to leave your questions there. This week, we're going to be answering some of the questions, some of the musings, some of the thoughts that are being shared in the Facebook group that we created for those of you listening to The Strangest Secret each day this month, month of September. It's 32 minutes long. I start the morning off each morning listening to that then have a couple other routine things that I do, but anticipate listening to it and look forward to listening to it. It doesn't seem like a drudgery or a bore. Just amazing how those little tidbits jump out every morning. So here's some of the things we're going to be addressing, questions from people listening to The Strangest Secret. How do you get your dreams and imagination working again as an adult? Why do so many people fail? Now we're going to address, are you planting corn or nightshade? Now that'll become apparent what that means here in a little bit. What messages did you hear in your childhood that made you believe you could not be a success? And somebody asked, how can I bring my family on board with my success goals? All right. So Earl Nightingale, the author of The Strangest Secret, said, people with goals succeed because they know where they're going. It's that simple. Failures, on the other hand, believe that their lives are shaped by circumstances, by things that happen to them, by exterior forces. Now, it's easy to listen to people and knowing if they think they're victims of circumstances or if they're in control of the way their lives are going. All right. Now our resource today is, I would love for you to do a survey. We've got so much happening. And again, this is our annual survey for you, the podcast listeners. If you go to 48days.com slash 
feedback, you can look at it there. Now, you know, we've been working a long time to help people figure this out, how to create work and lives that are meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. On the podcast has been, I'm thrilled that I'm consistently ranked in the top 1% of podcasts, with over 4 million of them bouncing around out there, uh, because we ask for and value your feedback. I mean, that's the reason I think we can keep in that category is because I want to stay responsive to what it is that you want, what it is that does help you move forward toward your goals. So if you can answer a few questions, it'll help us stay on track with that. I know you've got a lot of choices for listening. I'm honored that you choose 48 days. Now we're going to be randomly choosing 10 winners from those who complete the survey to receive an autographed copy of my newest book, An Understanding Heart. That's the one that comes in a hard box with quotations around the outside. It's a soft leather. It's got a satin bookmark. It's got all kinds of little things done to it to make it a really personal a passion project. We're going to select 10 winners from those of you who complete the survey. So jump over there and do that. Just go to 48days.com slash feedback. Now this is, you know, sometimes I get those surveys, you know, after you stay at a Hilton Inn or something that you get a question, you know, gee, how was it? How would you rank it? One through five. Well, then you give it a ranking and then it opens up. Well, gee, we'd like to have, have you complete a survey as well. And so you say, oh, well, whatever, you know, so you go through five questions and then you look up and you're 3% finished with the survey and you think, you got to be kidding me. I'm not going to spend 20 minutes doing this. Our survey's not like that. I mean, I think we've got about eight questions or so. You can see the whole thing in advance. You can just open it. You can see the whole thing right there. So there's no surprises tricking it to go on and on and on. We do want to give you opportunity to share more than just answering the question if you want, but that's totally up to you. But again, we so appreciate your feedback. I'll share the results of the survey uh, in upcoming weeks as well when we have that completed. So again, go to 48days.com slash feedback. Thank you so much for doing that. Now, I want to just address the employment situation a little bit as I, I get updates every month from the Bureau of Labor Statistics about all the crazy things that are happening. You know, these last three years have been a wild roller coaster ride of people getting unexpected changes in their work, you know, being told to stay home. And now they're being told, no, you can't stay home. You have to come back to the office. You know, a lot of things changing out there for sure. But unemployment stayed at 3.8% last month. Now, that's really, really low. I mean, we consider 5% to be full employment because there's always going to be that many people who are in transition by their own choosing or just, you know, moving from one job to another. So 3.8% is still really, really low. So nothing alarming there at all. But there are things happening in the workplace, as you all know, that uh, make changing or looking for a job for the first time or whatever whatever position you're in, you know, a little different than it used to be. I mean, some restaurants now have no employees. I mean, literally, you order, you get your food, it's all delivered by machine. There's no employees involved at all. That the South Korean scientists have unveiled a humanoid robot capable of piloting an aircraft. You know, how would you like to jump on a plane knowing that there's no person up in front there? Now, you know, we really aren't that far from that. I mean, as soon as you hit 10,000 feet, you know, the, the, the pilots no longer are flying a plane. 
know, they may help a little bit with takeoff and landing, but we're almost at that point already. And we also have, you know, there are cars where you can just call a car like an Uber and it shows up with no driver. You put in where you want to go and boom, it takes you there. So, yeah, a lot of these things are changing out there. Companies are reversing their policies on working from home. Amazon and Zoom are requiring their employees to come back to the office. Uh, Self-driving trucks, another one that I kind of alluded to here already, they're being developed. They're expected to replace human truck drivers. Uh, Self-driving trucks, you know, be able to operate 24-7. They don't have to take sleep breaks or we don't need to be concerned about them getting tired or sleepy or drowsing off or whatever. Uh, so there's a, but it, it's going to, you know, save companies millions of dollars, but it's also going to put thousands of drivers out of work. So these are some of the things that just are affecting us, but you can choose how to carve out, you know, your future. You got to be aware of things, but it doesn't mean there are fewer opportunities. They may be different though than what we're used to. One of the things that I get in these statistics from the Bureau of Labor Statistics is the number of people who are discouraged workers is what it calls them. These are people who believe there are no jobs available for them, so they haven't looked for anything in the last four weeks. Now, interestingly, and that number last month was at 386,000 people. Now, I'd like to meet some of those people because I'd be curious to have a conversation with them to see, are they really discouraged or are they in fact looking at other kind of opportunities and they just aren't on the radar for these statistics? I mean, if you file for unemployment and then you never report getting a job, they're going to assume that you're not working. But we know for a lot of people that's not true. It's in that period of time they figure out something they're going to do on their own. They start their own little business of some kind. And a whole lot of people are absorbed into there, even calling themselves what may be termed as accidental entrepreneurs, where that wasn't their full intention, but they got tired of being so vulnerable by being an employee that they just decided to do something on their own. Anyway, I won't go on with that anymore, but just just be aware a lot of things are changing. Um, The changes in and of themselves are neither good nor bad. They're just uh, changes. And we can, I had somebody this week concerned about those truck drivers, you know, losing their jobs and about all the things where technology is replacing people, you know, and how we may have to revert to having a guaranteed income for people because there'll be millions of people who aren't working at all. And I said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. I mean, at every look back in history, we don't have to look back that far. There have always been big, major shifts where people thought they were going to be unemployed, and yet it hasn't turned out to be the case at all. When Eli Whitney invented the cotton gin, it put thousands and thousands of cotton pickers out of work. But it didn't really. Those people didn't just go sit on the curb and wring their hands. They got involved. That was when we started having industrial workers, factory workers, people working on assembly lines, and it absorbed all those people, people who had been working in agriculture prior to that. When we had the first introduction, big surge of robotics and factories, people were concerned it was going to put thousands of people out of work. Well, did it? Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, those people aren't doing the same thing anymore, but those people moved into technology, information, data, things that, jobs that didn't exist 50 years prior to that. We're just seeing that again. You know, we're going to see all kinds of things happening with self-driving cars and trucks, automation, AI, 
and all the things that are happening. But it's not going to mean that unemployment's going to rise precipitously. We're all going to figure out some new, fun, creative ways to make a living like we always have done before. All right, now I want to I want to switch gears here because I want to spend a little time talking about some of these responses that are going on with people listening, those of you listening to The Strangest Secret. You know, I'm really awed by the stories we're hearing about this process. And we do have a, a special Facebook page created for that. I'm sure you can find that if you aren't in it yet and still want to jump in, you can. And and actually if you if you want to still get involved in the process, it's certainly not too late for that. If you go to 48days.com slash secret. You know, you'll see there the details where you can jump in the group and get all, all the details. It's never a bad time to start the process. If you want to do the 30-day challenge, you can do it starting anytime you want to. You know, as, as we are, we're already a weekend for those of you who got started at the beginning. But I love, I look forward to it every morning when I get out and walk. I've changed my morning routine a little bit. So that's the thing I start with 32 minutes to listen to the strangest secret. You know, one of the things that jumped out at me and just uh, yesterday was he said, you're, you are at this moment standing in the middle of your own acres of diamonds. Now acres of diamonds is that little story told by Russell Conwell, who said, you know, where it talks about a guy who, went around the world, you know, looking for his fame and fortune and all that. And meanwhile, back at the little farm that he sold, the guy discovered diamonds in the creek that ran through there. So it's that kind of story that sometimes the opportunity you need is right under your nose. And to me, that's just inspiring to think about again. I mean, everything I want, the tools for any new success are probably right in front of me. I just need to clarify, you know, what my goals are, then create a plan of action to bring them into reality. I mean, I've Done it many times before, but I love hearing that reminder. Now, some of the things that are coming out of this are pretty uh, amazing. Frances Drost is one who is going through the process. Uh, she's talking about her experiences, and she's been very moved by uh, some of the encouragement, some of the principles in there, so much so that she wrote a song. She is a, a songwriter, a pianist, performer, and she wrote a song titled, we become what we what we think about. That being the central concept in the strange secret, we become what we think about. But she actually created a beautiful song with video and everything. I'll put a link in the show notes. So just go there. I mean, it's impossible for me to describe as a YouTube link, but I'll put a note in our show notes at 48 days where you can go and get, just watch it. I mean, I encourage you to do that. It's just delightful and really uh, up-to-date reminder of the power of we become what we think about. So Kent says, my biggest fear is imagination or dreams, which has kept me away from these conversations. You know, he says I, he he doesn't know how to dream and imagine anymore. He said, I I try, I just don't know how to activate them for myself. I, I didn't, he says, I didn't know this challenge was about dreams and imagination. So you know, my fear is that I'm not able to do that anymore. So he's asking you, what do you do to activate your imaginations to get them to soar? You know, how do you get your imagination working again as an adult? I mean, the world can easily make us more cynical, hardened, jaded, if we, if we let it. That's a comment from somebody else who's reading this. You know, how do you guys cut away all the fetters that change from your minds and let your minds soar as they were divinely designed to do? Do you pray? Do you go for a quiet walk in the woods? What works for you? That was somebody's question. You know, I spoke... Uh, at a church one time, I think it was in Memphis, Tennessee, and I spoke about 
hold fast to dreams, you know, that being an ongoing constant kind of theme for me, you know, to hold on to dreams. But I talked about that. I had a gentleman afterward who waited a long time to talk to me. I saw off the side that he was waiting to be the last person to talk to me, and he did. He says, I don't have any dreams. He said, you know, people see me, see me as doing okay, but I don't have any dreams. I said, how is that possible? You know, what do you do? Tell me about your life. He's a pharmacist, has been a pharmacist for 17 years. And as he described it, it was kind of like the frog in a kettle story where the changes happened slowly over those years. But just little by little, he lost the ability to dream and felt like he was just a robot at that time. You know, I often talk to people um, Sam says, you know, I'm 65. I suspect I've missed my opportunity to dream. And then somebody else tied Dan, I've been a dreamer all my life. I'm 74 as of the 7th of September. And truly, it is impossible to pursue dreams in today's world. Wow. Now, well, let's take a pause here. You know, with busy lives, it's easy to become nothing but a production machine. How does a person loosen up creativity and imagination? As a busy as a busy adult, I mean, I know you know it's real common for people today to just become consumed by the demands of daily life. You know that which seems to leave little room for creativity and imagination. But you can nurture those things. You can bring those back. And here's some tips for how you can do that: schedule creative time, just as you would schedule meetings and appointments. Don't think that creativity is just something that has to get squeezed in around everything else you do schedule time for it so you make it a priority i mean i have two days a week where i have no appointments scheduled because i know that's when i'm going to do what i call deep work that's when i'm going to think and read and just dream i mean i can sit in a chair for an hour with no no tv on no screen on no book open I mean, it's those kind of times. Henry Ford used to say that he didn't want people that were just working all the time. He wanted people who would put their feet up on their desk, you know, roll their head back and just think and dream. You know, Albert Einstein used to have that process whereby he would uh, take a nap, but he would hold in his hand a metal ball, the side of the couch over a metal plate. Oh, like a, like a pie pan on the floor, knowing that when he just went to sleep, his hand would relax, that ball would drop, and it would startle him. It'd wake him, and he'd capture that thought right then. I mean, how many times have you are you giving yourself that kind of a time in your life where you're not just focused on productivity, but you're just allowing your mind to dream? So you got to schedule creative time for it. Limit screen time. I mean, there's so many things that can distract us, that can capture our attention if we allow it. But limit your screen time. And I'm talking not only your computer and your phone, but your TV. Wow. Practice mindfulness and meditation. After I listen to The Strangest Secret every morning, I don't just roll into another podcast to listen to. I listen to meditation music so that it really allows me just to absorb what I just heard and to think about it more, develop those thoughts, rather than just forcing more information in. Explore new interest. You know, step out of your comfort zone. Explore new hobbies or interests. Uh, Joanna and I just finished last night a um, pretty complex puzzle. 
again, that we put together. It's a botanical flowers. It's beautiful when it's done, but it was pretty challenging to do. But we love spending time doing that where it's not just, you know, the TV blaring and we're just having mindless input, but we're, we are doing puzzles. It's a different place for our minds to go and it allows that creativity to come in all around the edges. So explore new interests like that, whatever it maybe it may be for you, it's painting or dancing or cooking or playing a musical instrument or learning a new language. And I'm using Duolingo. I'm convinced I'm going to you know, learn Spanish little by little. It's taken a while, but uh, explore new things like that. You don't, you don't have to travel internationally if that's inconvenient but uh, you can explore new things wherever you are. Collaborate with other people. Brainstorm. Give yourself time for that. You can uh, make it just a a fun game if you want to, a family game where you're doing that. Then, of course, I recommend exercise, physical activity, you know, good diet. Take breaks during your workday. Join creative communities. Give your time to self time to reflect and evaluate. I mean, those are things that really help you create an environment for dreams and imagination to flourish, but you got to create space for it. There are times when somebody requests coaching and I, you know, suggest to them kindly that they don't have any margin in their life for, for you to change your life and move forward. Even with the process of coaching, you need to have margin in your life. If it's so structured, you're so stressed and worn out, it's really difficult to create the change that you want. Well, hey, just a quick reminder here. These are real life questions we're dealing with here. If you've got questions, be honored for you to shoot those in. Just go to 48days.com slash ask Dan. You can leave your question there in an audio format or write it out if you want to either way. Again, that's 48days.com slash Ask Dan. You know, another reason many people give for not being able to move forward with their dreams is that they're taking care of aging parents. I've been alarmed. Joanna and I have talked about this. I've been alarmed at how frequently that's come up just recently. Um, I don't think it's because of my age. I think it's, um, I think just think it's a growing phenomenon out there. I mean, we just had a lady here at one of our events who is 76 years old and she's been taking care of her, her 103 year old mother for like 20 years. I mean, when you think back 20 years ago, her mother was 83. She was already needing care. And this lady has been taking care of her from that would have been from 56 years old herself. She's a widow to 76. And she feels like her own retirement years have been stolen from her. I mean, yesterday, a very competent lady I know reached out. She says she's just, she's on hold because she's consumed by caring for her 86 year old mother. You know, maybe I need to have Joanne come on with me for a conversation about honoring your parents, but not allowing them to steal your dreams, whether you're 16 years old or 76 years old. It's still a challenge and you got to have some boundaries there, no matter where you are age wise, to make sure that doesn't happen. Tough topic. Maybe we need to address that in some way. All right, let me let me go on. I'm not going to go into that right now. Adam says, why do so many people fail? Or at least some similar to Willie Loman in the play Death of a Salesman, where they have a sort of false optimism, the wrong formula for success in life, possibly the wrong mindset. 
of how to go about achieving something? Or are they, as the late great Ziegler said, just wandering generalities that just go where the wind blows and not meaningful specifics who know their purpose and passion? Well, yeah, yeah, yes and yes, Adam. There's so many reasons for failing, but I think not being clear about one's goals is at the top of the list. So yeah, I meet a lot of people who are wandering generalities. I was having a conversation with my neighbor this morning. We ran into each other. We were both out walking. And uh, actually, actually, he was running. I was walking. He slowed down, walked with me for part of the way so we could have a conversation. But um, we were talking about that. You know, How did we end up where we ended up? It wasn't because we just you know, kind of went where the wind blows. No, we can look back and track decisions that were made, those defining moments that were made that allowed us to live the lives that we live today. All right. Joe says, I'm, I'm listening to the strangest secret. Seems like I hear something new each time. I'm struggling a bit, narrowing down and specifically defining what I want. Perspectives in life and what one wants seem to change over time, especially as we grow older. Goals and desires are different at age 66 compared with age 21. Well, they are. And those the goals are not to be written in concrete where it's the same thing year after year. No, they change. Goals are a very fluid kind of concept. You set goals, then you achieve them or decide you need to change. Set new goals. It's a, it's a moving target. And that's okay. You know, that that's a very healthy way to approach it. So, but one of the instructions in The Strangest Secret is to be very specific. Write down on a little index card that you can carry in your pocket on one side. Write down, what is that specific goal? What is it that you want to accomplish? And the encouragement is to be very specific. I have the very specific numbers in mind that I've written down. And the encouragement would be to do that. And again, it kind of begs the question because if you're unable to do that, then it's going to be difficult to move toward that. It's going to be difficult to move toward anything if you don't have specific destinations, specific goals in mind that you can clarify. All right. Catriana from Ireland says uh, she was really impacted where it says, plant that seed in your mind, care for it, work steadily towards your goal and become a reality. Now, a whole lot of people are commenting on the story in The Strangest Secret about the farmer planting two seeds, corn and nightshade, nightshade being a deadly poison. You know, and then the story, as Earl tells it, is the farmer has two seeds. He plants both of them, good soil. He waters them. One is corn. One is nightshade being a deadly poison. Well, the earth doesn't know the difference. It's going to grow anything that's planted there. And he compares that then to the human mind. Our minds are very much the same. Where what we plant is going to grow. If you tend to think negatively, that's going to grow. You're going to see more of it. If you think the sky is falling, you know, the economy is bad, the politicians are not doing their job, uh, the economy is tanking, AI is going to replace all humans. Believe me, you're going to find 10 more things, reasons to be alarmed, concerned, discouraged, frustrated, fearful today. If your mind is thinking like that, that's, we, we tend to get more of whatever we plant there. So if you plant thoughts that are positive, clean, pure, wholesome, forward-looking, embracing your dreams, 
then you're going to see more of those. You're going to have more of those. But a lot of people are are really commenting on that particular idea. Somebody says, after listening, I couldn't help but realize how often I've chosen to plant nightshade or poison in my mind instead of corn, something good. Specifically, being around negative people, being on social media, or letting that voice in my head say, you can't do that. Don't even bother. Well, there you go. Boy, it's easy to get caught up in seeing the news, seeing things that are happening. You know, it just, it, it amazes me how news, of course, it's not really news in terms of traditional sense of what news is. It, it's just, it's just uh, reality TV or non-reality TV where they try to find things that'll keep your attention so they can sell advertising. That's pretty much the point of what we now see on TV. All right, this jumped out at me this morning. And I'll kind of wrap it up with this. So one of the things that was said was trace your attitudes back through your childhood and try to discover where you first got the idea you couldn't be a success. I thought, wow, when I think back, and I can remember really clearly, you know, being back in a farm, I mean, I had a lot of influences in my childhood telling me to just be content with being a poor farm kid. I mean, there, there were only, there were only two, oh, we had a small class. There were only 30 of us in the class. Only two people in my class left that little town. I mean, it's a tiny little town, only two people, me and one other student, one other girl left. The rest of them, as far as we can tell, stayed there. They got jobs in local factories or on the farms and uh, put in their put in their working careers, just stayed right there in that little town. But there were a lot of influences pushing me to do the same thing. And, and frankly, I, I hear from uh, podcast listeners now and then who are t- still telling me the same. How about this? This is a note I got from a gentleman who says, congratulations on making money from others' toil. This isn't heaven. There's no such thing as new cheese. There's nothing new under the sun. Just as Adam and Eve were tricked into believing they knew better, so you have been tricked into thinking there was a better way than being content on the dairy farm. (laughs) Wow. It's still around. I should have just been content. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why this gentleman um, thinks that's better than the life I'm living now, that I should have been content to just stay on the dairy farm. I mean, I love a lot of things about the farm, still like getting my hands on the soil. I love nature, but uh, I sure would not prefer the life of being a dairy farmer over the life that I have today. Well, speaking of which, Cliff says, how would you bring your family on board? That's a question that comes up repeatedly. Well, I'm on this journey, but you know, I, I don't have the support around me. Well, now there's a couple things in play here. For one, go back to my ideas about bringing dreams and imagination into life, leaving room in your life for those, and be around other people who are on the same path. That's the power of our 40 Days Eagles community, is that you surround yourself with other people who are believing as you, who are on the same path, who are nurturing their own dreams and their imagination. That's very, very important. So, but how do you get your family on board? 
let's say that you're whatever, you're 45 years old and you um, have been working a job and you, you're starting to think about some other things that you could do, possibly choosing something else that you could do rather than just continuing on this predictable job. And you'll find other people immediately say, no, 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 no. You know, you're nuts. In another 14 years, you're going to have a vested retirement program. You got to just stay there. Well, those people know you and love you as you are. Any kind of change is going to be intimidating. And certainly it's going to be intimidating to people who, who think maybe you're going to get ahead in ways that they never have. Do you know what our family's ever made $150,000 a year? Why do you think you can? You may hear those voices. And, and not everybody, not, not my immediate family, meaning my wife, my kids, my grandkids, are all fully on board because I've been living out these principles for many, many years. And I think that's the strongest attraction. I think that's the strongest way to get your family on board is to be living out the principles yourself and showing success in your own life. Just live it out in your own life. Your family will pay attention. If you have repeatedly not carried through with things, I mean, I meet people, I met a gentleman recently who, whose wife is adamantly opposed to what he wants to do. Now, he, he wants to do something on the side, and so he's been devoting time to that. He's never produced any income from it at all. So she sees it as just an intrusion on their family time and just a worthless expenditure of his time, and rightfully so. He's got to produce some kind of positive results from it other than just scratching his own itch over a period of time. That's why I encourage people, if you're going to do something, invest 15 hours a week in doing it while you continue what you're doing now. And if you can, in six months, create 50% of your current income, then you're going to get some raised eyebrows and possibly crack the disbelief of people around you where they're saying, well, gee, maybe you can do this. So have that clear plan, but you can't just keep doing something on the side with no positive results. And if you've done things that have not turned out well repeatedly, yeah, there's going to be some skepticism, some maybe loss of trust there. So the strongest attraction for getting your family members on board is to simply have success, not to try to badger them or teach them or train them or force them to listen. No, it's to just pave the way with your own success and you're going to have them looking at you. Now, I've got people in my own family who are not fully on board. I mean, my own brother, I mean, five years older than I, I love him dearly. He's a great guy, was a faithful school teacher, but uh, he has very, very different ideas about success as I've defined it. Um, well, I, I won't go down that, that road any farther, but it is very different. I would not share with him even some of the things that I'm talking about here because it's so foreign to the way that he believes. I would not share with him some of the financial results that I've gotten because it's so foreign to the life that he lived. And so it's just different, and that's okay. We can still love somebody even if they're not fully on board with what we're doing. I also have a, a cousin who are as a double cousin. Our dads were brothers, our moms were sisters. So we're double cousins. And he was a had a roofing business and then got into home construction, built a lot of homes, was in Velvin real estate. So he did very well, but he uh, is retired at this point and uh, of course has no ongoing income. He's liquidated most of his properties and he's, he's well set, but 
certainly inactive at producing income at this stage of his life. And in talking to me, you know, question why I'm so busy, why I'm doing so many things. And I described some of the things I'm doing that I enjoy and how I'm still engaged with people and how people pay monthly to be part of our communities, whether it's the Eagles community or our Eagles elite community or my mastermind or Eagles innovation group, you know, investors. I just described just briefly some of those things and gave just a couple numbers just to kind of let him know that things were working pretty well. You know what his response was? How do you sleep at night? I mean, it was so foreign to the way he thinks where you do something physical, tangible, you put a roof on, you get paid for it. But to write a book or to speak or talk or just allow people a space where they can interact and move forward in their dreams was so foreign to him. He literally questioned how I can sleep at night, that there must be something unethical, something immoral about the way that I create money. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. I mean, we'll, we'll still you know, see each other, family events and all that, but I'm probably never going to have him fully understand my the choices that I've made. All right. Hey, I'm going to wrap up with that. I hope it stimulated your thinking. Let me just give you kind of a summary recap here. Number one, I told you to give you a recap on how to keep your dreams and imaginations alive. Number one, leave space in your life for dreams and imagination to appear. Number two, be clear on your goals so you can keep failure at bay. Number three, make sure you're planting the equivalent of corn in your mind. Number four, identify those messages you heard in your childhood that need to be eliminated at this stage of life. Replace those with daily new messages of success and freedom. Number five, be such an example of success that your family members will want to follow. All right, and keep in mind that the central action step in The Strangest Secret is this. It comes right out of Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find knocking the shall be open unto you. Remember, I'll put the link for Francis Tross' beautiful song and video. We become what we think of. I'll put that in the, in the show notes. But hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions. And check out the, the survey. I would really appreciate it if you do the survey. We'll give you some instant rewards for that. Even for just filling out the survey, you'll get instant access to some segments from an understanding heart that I think will inspire you. So I want everybody to be a winner there, but just go to 48days.com slash feedback, complete that. And I thank you for that in advance. Share this episode with three of your friends who are also committed to personal growth. Again, sharing ideas like that. I like to, when I meet people in the morning, you know, share what I'm listening to, what I'm reading. They do the same. So offer them that. If you give them something that helps their own success, they're going to thank you for it. It'll raise your credibility in their eyes for sure. So see you back here again next week. In the meantime, stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work and a life that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.